views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. ready to stop stress, anxiety, and low self-esteem from running your life? Join award-winning author Dr. Friedemann Schaub from Empowerment Radio as he addresses some of the most prevailing challenges in our day-to-day lives. Find out how you can use the power of your mind to overcome self-sabotaging patterns and build a solid foundation of confidence and self-respect. Learn cutting-edge tools and approach every day with great ease, joy, and purpose. This is the time to empower yourself. Now, here's your host, Dr. Friedemann Schaub. Welcome to Empowerment Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Friedman, and today we have, as always, on the third Wednesday, a very special guest who will really enlighten us and help us with a topic that so many people are struggling with. So many of my clients are struggling with, so I'm really excited to have an expert around that topic on the show. Now, let me ask you first, before I introduce my guest, do you feel often tired? Like really tired? Let's say you have a hard time getting out of bed. Or do you have sometimes the feeling that you're wired tired, that you in the evenings just uh, all kind of jacked up and cannot find rest? And even though you know you should really sleep this night because tomorrow is another battle in the office or with the little kids at home, you can't. You can't find rest. Or maybe you have noticed that Every night, four or five o'clock in the morning, you are wide awake and you can go back to sleep. Or what about that feeling that you have maybe all of a sudden this craving, you want to eat more sugar, or you feel like you have just uh, this weight gain that all of a sudden happens. Yeah, you feel like, well, I ate a little bit more because I really needed energy, but it's more than you would expect. Now, if you have any of those symptoms, and if you have been struggling with more chronic stress and maybe even anxiety, well, chances are that you are dealing with something that I in medical school didn't even dare to ask because it was still seen as a almost esoteric way of looking at the body. It was almost seen as something sacrilegious to even assume that we could have something like adrenal fatigue. Now, and even today, and I will ask my guest about that more, even today there are certainly um, debates, especially in the more conservative corners of medicine, whether adrenal fatigue really exists. Now, I personally do believe it exists because I also have seen many of my patients and clients getting better when they had adrenal support. But let's talk to the expert about this who has written books on our hormones, on our adrenals, and also on the core balanced diet. And I'm talking about Marcel Pick. Marcel Pick is a master in OBGYN. She has, she's a nurse practitioner 
Uh, she has been studying at Harvard College and at Boston College and Harvard University. She has uh, been uh, awarded a functional medicine practitioner license, I assume. Uh, and she is the author of The Core Balanced Diet, Is It Me or My Hormones? And Is It Me or My Adrenals? So Marcel, so nice to have you on the show. Thank you so much for taking the time to talking to us. Absolutely. I wouldn't miss it for anything. Now, I always like to delve right in, but, you know, in order for us to know a little bit more about you and your approach and your wisdom, why have you become so curious and interested in our hormonal system and also adrenal fatigue in, in particular? What, what drove you? What got you there? You know, I mean, that's a great question. I think what drove me um, is I've been studying functional medicine for almost 30 years. And I've been familiar with understanding that we need to always look in a different way at what the symptoms are. And when somebody comes in with fatigue, we'll do basic blood work. We'll look at their thyroid. We'll make sure they're not anemic. And we'll do other, you know, basic tests. And then we say, well, you're probably depressed. And my, my intuition has always been a little different. So I'm very much science-oriented also. And I wanted to find out what's the cause of the cause? What's mm. really happening here? And in functional medicine, there's a ton of research actually to show us that when people have long-term stress that oftentimes starts in their childhood and is ongoing, it has huge physical manifestations, in particular with regards to cortisol. So if you've got stress from the time that you were a young child, all the way now we have computers, we have jobs, we have careers, we have children, we have relationships, and it's almost too much for someone to manage. And what happens then is the cortisol levels get affected. And in medicine today, we are so ridiculous because what we say is, well, just decrease your stress and you'll be fine. And it's absolutely not so. What we know is that if you have cortisol levels that are abnormal, either high or low, that many of the tests we do to look for Cushing's, which is a very serious condition of high cortisol, or Addison's, we don't see those very much. And Addison's is too little cortisol. And we really don't see that very often. What we do see, however, is ranges on either extreme of people that have up and down cortisol or too high or too low, and the physical manifestations from that are significant. Blood sugar dysregulation, mm -hmm. abnormal weight gain, immune dysfunction, more autoimmune disorders, thyroid disorders, hormonal craziness. And we know scientifically, this is not new age medicine. We know that we've got research to support all of these things I'm talking about. And no. we know that the American Endocrinology Society came out with a position take statement, basically saying there's no such thing as adrenal fatigue. Mm. It does nothing to affect the body. And it's just not true. It has major, major impact. Now, as we all know, a sign sometimes is limping behind real, more practical day-to-day -day evidence of the people that are working with their patients and clients. But, uh, you know, that was the same with uh, my 
head of the department in cardiology who didn't believe that stress had anything to do with high blood pressure or arrhythmia of the heart. So, it, you know, now we know, that, of course, there is a correlation between stress and all of those, uh, as you said, physical manifestations. But what I'm wondering is, you know, you mentioned uh, something that I think a lot of people don't necessarily know about, functional medicine. What is functional medicine? That's a great question. So um, many years ago, I've always had a very interesting kind of perspective about life since I've been a young girl. And I'm always interested in medicine today, we look at the diagnosis and we come up very quickly with the, with the treatment option. It's many times medication. The problem for me is that I was not seeing results. I wasn't seeing what really are we doing to change that symptom. So functional medicine is really science-based, and we're looking at what's the cause of the cause. If somebody has fatigue, do they have something going on with the mitochondria that's really affecting the way the mitochondria works? Is it Lyme? Is it Epstein-Barr? Is it adrenal related to cortisol? Are they not, you know, having, are they having digestive issues in which they're not absorbing the nutrients properly? That's what we do in functional medicine is really start to understand what's the cause of the cause, what's upstream of the problem so that we can treat that and then the symptoms go away forever. And the way medicine is now is we're looking at diagnosing very quickly and then we're not really helping people get better because many times they're on medications and then they have side effects, so they have more medications. And my goal is to really figure out what the problem is so that we can get people actually physically better. And we know more than ever before that food is the most powerful drug we have. Mm. And people are still not understanding how important it is to eat properly because they're so confused by what they see in the literature. Now, and that's something I certainly want to talk more with you about, uh, the issue of food and how we are just really going into extremes with food, not necessarily to be healthier, but to look better. And uh, what is a balanced diet? So that's something I want to ask you more. But, but back to the adrenal fatigue. Now, the adrenals, just explain in, in lay terms, what are the adrenals and what pushes them? Why do they get tired? So uh, we can't live without cortisol. We can't live without our adrenals working. It helps us deal with small dangers and episodes of a little chaos. The problem is if we go back 200 years ago, we would have our adrenals be high if we thought a war was coming or a battle. Mm -hmm. But then right afterwards, we'd either be dead and wouldn't have to worry about it, or the war would be over, the, the battle would be over, and would come back into festivities and life would get back to normal. What is happening now is that we have chronic ongoing stress. People feel like they're being chased by a tiger all the time. And what happens then with the adrenals is that they produce more and more cortisol. So that person that's feeling wired and anxious oftentimes has high cortisol, which is very similar to having epinephrine or, or uh, adrenaline in the system all the time. And that makes you feel anxious. If you get stopped by a police officer, my heart starts racing, my mouth gets dry, and then they drive away and I didn't get a ticket. So I'm relaxed and my cortisol comes back down. People that have that ongoing stress, their cortisol goes up. And for some of those people, not everyone, 
what was high then becomes low and then they have no energy. They can't deal with any stress at all because they don't have the resiliency. So it's like having a rubber band and the rubber band is pulled and pulled and pulled. And at some point, if we don't give relief to that rubber band, it will break. And that's when people start to have symptoms. Mm. And do you have a feeling that uh, there are some core, I mean, you work mainly with women as far as I know. So uh, do you have a, any kind of suspects on why people are more stressed than, let's say, 30, 40 years ago? What, what do you observe? What are these stressors? I, I think it's definitely more stress than before. I mean, if you think about what's happening to the average person, they're on their cell phone a lot. They're looking at the emails as soon as they come in because their phone's buzzing them and telling them. They're getting text messages. Their children are texting them. The school's texting them. They're doing activities, you know, and in America, we're crazy about how many activities our kids are involved in. Women have jobs, but not only do they have jobs now, they own businesses. So they're CFOs, CEOs of businesses, as am I, which has another level of stress to it. And they're moms and they're in relationships and they've got family and they've got aging parents it's almost too much to manage. Mm-hmm. And, you know, 50, 100 years ago, we didn't have any of this. You know, my mother died in 1999. We didn't have any of these computer things. And that wasn't that long ago. And we've changed so much in those, you know, 20, 30 years. That's causing people to have such expectations of themselves. Right. And women do all the time. I'm not a good enough mother. I'm not doing a good enough job at work. My relationship's suffering. I don't have a sex drive anymore. My hormones are going crazy. And so my job is to help them kind of look at, okay, how do we now look at what are some things you may be able to let go of? Mm-hmm. And how do we come more into balance about, let's have a electronic Sabbath three days a week. Don't even turn them on. Or shut them off at four o'clock. Well, I'm sure that you get a lot of resistance right there of people wanting, I do. <laughs> wanting to feel better, but then are asked to do something impossible, like uh, turning the electronics off. Now, after the break, uh, we will talk more about uh, how can we manage uh, our stress better in natural ways? How can we feed our adrenals? Because even if you know you have adrenal fatigue, and uh, I mentioned some of the symptoms, and you can certainly also... Tell us more about that. Even if you know you have adrenal fatigue, for some people it feels like, oh my God, another issue to deal with. That sounds like an uphill battle. Can I really ever even get my adrenals back in balance? And I think you have shown that this is not as hard as it sounds. So stay tuned. We will be right back. Choose the new earth on the Cornelia Stephanie show. Tune in each week on Transformation Talk Radio as Cornelia takes listeners on an odyssey of higher consciousness to inspire, educate, and empower. Cornelia guides people on the path of self-healing, peace, and liberation. The Cornelia Stephanie Show is your catalyst for anchoring heaven on earth on a global scale. For more information, go to corneliastephanie.com. 
Wow. Hey, everyone. Welcome. Uh, welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. I'm telling you, I got to pinch myself some days because when each of us gets called to do something that we so not thought was in our wheelhouse to do for a purpose that's so much greater than us, we get to show up and shine. If you would like to show up and shine on the Dr. Pat Show as a co-host or sponsor, send us an email to inspire at thedrpatshow.com. Calling all moms, it's time to awaken your vibrant, intuitive, loving self in every area of your life. Join host Debbie Pokornik as she shares thoughts, stories, and tools to help you stand in your power. Listen to Vibrant Powerful Moms Helping Everyday Women Create Extraordinary Lives, Mondays at 2.30 Pacific, 5.30 Eastern. For more information about Debbie, visit EmpoweringEnergy.com. That's Empowering with letters N-R-G.com. In this day and age, if you don't reinvent yourself, you may never find balance, peace, and the sustainable life that is your birthright. Angela Watson Robertson, known as the Reinvention Warrior and the host of Breakthrough Radio Show Masters of Reinvention, is here to help you reinvent every area of your life. Tune in and hear from the best in the personal transformation business and discover tips and tools for positive change. Live every month on Transformation Talk Radio. Tune in to Mainstream Metaphysics Radio to harness your connection with the universe to affect change for optimal success and happiness. Name one of the country's top psychics. Eve now brings her insights and gifts to this weekly hit call-in show. Joined by visionaries, leaders, and gifted others, but mostly you. Jot it down. Thursdays, 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Are you ready to make deep, lasting, transformative changes? Then tune in each month on Transformation Talk Radio for Susanna Jameson's hit show, Love Light Sound Radio. During her show, Susanna inspires and supports spiritually and health-conscious individuals all over the world to reconnect with their hearts, their inner peace, and balance. Love Light Sound Radio. Transformation happens here now. For more information, visit SusannaJameson.com. Welcome back to Empowerment Radio. I'm here with Marcel Pick, who is an expert on all things hormones, functional medicine, how to bring your system back into balance. And we are talking about adrenal fatigue. And uh, I mentioned before the break that adrenal fatigue sounds a little daunting and something that uh, people may wonder, is it easy to heal? Now, how would you diagnose adrenal fatigue and what are the, the symptoms that you would say the listeners should just be aware of? Um, that's a great question. I mean, generally what I tend to do is I tend to do a salivary evaluation of the adrenals because I've been surprised when I thought someone's cortisol was going to be low in the afternoon, it's actually high. Mm. And then I can get much more specific about how I treat them. So I look at cortisol levels at seven in the morning, noon, four in the afternoon, and midnight. And there's many different companies that you can get that testing with. And it's helpful if you work with a functionally trained practitioner so they can really look at what mm. you do. And then I might use adaptogenic herbs depending upon what time of the day they're having problems. 
And there are times that I'll use supplemental DHEA as well. I call it the feel-good hormone. It's the hormone that really helps people, those people that might have road rage or they spill something and you would think it was the end of the world because it's such a big deal. It's because they don't have any reserve left of that adrenal ability. And those are the people that I'm not sure if I need to add perhaps even something called phosphatidylserine, which is an herb that helps cortisol levels come down. Mm. So I always test people's adrenals. I might use some adaptogenic herbs after they've sent the test in and not wait for the results to come back if they're feeling horrible. But I've been wrong before and I thought, gosh, I'm sure it's elevated and it was actually low. Now you mentioned before cortisol, elevated cortisol levels can mask uh, or create a lot of physical symptoms that of course people may not necessarily think comes from adrenal fatigue and increasing cortisol level, but often it's also an, an emotional um, expression of adrenal fatigue. So, so what would you say are the classics? What are usually people coming with to you when they have adrenal fatigue? Uh, there are so many symptoms and oftentimes the emotions are tied into why the adrenals are the way they are, which yeah. is a different discussion, but they might have fatigue in the morning. They can't get out of bed or they have seven or eight hours sleep a night and they're exhausted. They might have memory fog. They mm. might notice that they get sick more often than usual. They might notice that their energy is completely horrible at night. Somebody asks them to do something at night, they can't. They have more PMS, their hormones are very dysregulated. Their blood sugar becomes very dysregulated. Their autoimmune disorders have increased. Many of these things, when we look at their adrenal scores, can be part of that puzzle. Now, of course, there's many other things that need to be evaluated first, but the adrenals play so much into the physiology of the body's workings that we absolutely, in my opinion, can't ignore it. And it's because of what we talked about before of so many of the, of the factors that are going on in people's lives that are so stressful. Mm -hmm. There are many, many physical symptoms. Um, they can have more bruising. They, I mean, there's so many different things that are related to adrenals, but they can be other things too. So I always rule the other things out as well. But I'm always surprised when I look at adrenal testing, I hardly ever see normals. Well, they're coming to see me, obviously, but they're hardly ever in the normal range. Now, when you are thinking about adrenal fatigue and uh, you just mentioned all these other possible expressions, just like uh, I'm thinking about chronic fatigue. I'm thinking about fibromyalgia, things that uh, a lot of women are dealing with. How is that connected to adrenal fatigue? Is adrenal fatigue the beginning, like you said, the upstream cause that then creates downstream these more severe even expressions? Yeah. Um, it's a great question. I don't think we know the answer to that. Is it first or second? Mm -hmm. But I never see somebody with chronic fatigue or fibromyalgia that doesn't have pretty significant adrenal abnormalities. And when I see somebody with fibromyalgia, I'm always going to be looking at the gut to see what's the microbiome of the gut look like. Do they have an overgrowth of bacteria or not enough bacteria? Are, you know, do they have dysbiosis or the your problem with the gut is so severe they can't absorb nutrients properly? Because they're all so interrelated. And right. once I get the gut normalized, then we may find that the adrenals can go back to normal. And I'm always looking also for celiac with people with adrenal fatigue. 
Mm. Because you oftentimes uh, will find people have a gluten sensitivity. If mm. I see adrenal issues, I almost always take people off gluten because it can be such a huge culprit for people uh, with regards to the fatigue. And amazingly enough, many of them feel much better. And I don't always just rely on a celiac profile. I might do some genetic testing. There's um, genes that are expressed something called HLA-DQ2, and there's an 8. And I look to see if they have both of those genes and they have GI issues. I'm very suspicious they have celiac. So I'll get those mm. people off gluten as well. And that also very much helps the adrenals because the adrenals are going to be reactive with regards to Lyme, which we see a lot here in Maine. Mm-hmm. Epstein-Barr, cytomegaloviruses and other viruses, and celiac, those can be the things that push the adrenals even harder. I see. So we're always looking, you know, I'm not just thinking stress, although that is a big part of it. I'm also thinking about the other abnormalities that might be part of it as well. Yeah, and with stress, I mean, that can, of course, be a beginning stage. Then the more tired you feel, the more stress you have because you cannot really cope with your day-to-day issues. Now, there are natural ways to deal with adrenal fatigue, but also stress. I mean, you mentioned in your book, Natural Ways, and also in your blog. What would you suggest? You know, not everyone can, can come to Maine. And, That's uh, right, of course and not. It. <laughs> That's right. Um, there's many adaptogenic herbs, um, cordyceps, ashwagandha, astragalus, um, eleuthero, Siberian ginseng, it was called. Many of those have been well-studied. And we have many, many, many research papers showing us that they're very effective to help stabilize the adrenals. So one of the things that I talk a lot about is if you don't deal with the stress, it will deal with you. Hmm. So you have to find ways to understand that our biography becomes our biology, our own personal stories. Perhaps if you're a perfectionist and you kind of learned that as a child, if you don't learn how to temper that yourself, that stress is going to be ongoing. So I can help people feel better, hands down. But I'm going to see them year after year if they don't begin to address what caused that adrenal dysfunction to begin with. And it's not necessarily taking the stress away, but it's taking away one's initial response. Mm -hmm. That's a learned behavior. You can learn to change things. What I always say to people is, look, you know, we all have stories. And not, some people have horrible, horrific stories. But we always have a choice in life to have that give us, to have us determine who we're going to be later in life or to give us muscle to become someone different. And that mm-hmm. takes some courage on one's part to be able to say, that was my story. I'm not going to respond in the same way. And I'm going to learn how to do that differently so I can change the way my body responds, because we can change anything. That is true. Very much so. Now, I'm just wondering, do you give people also tips on how to deal with their stress in more resourceful ways? And Absolutely. What so kind of- one of the things that I do for, I have so many patients that are what I call worry wards, and they worry all day long. And I actually create for them worry time. It's like when you're learning to meditate, you say your mantra over and over, and then your mind wanders and you pull yourself back to that mantra again. 
So for worry time, you do the same thing, which is that you decide on a time that you will worry every single day. It can be in the morning, in the afternoon, whenever that time is that you choose. And then what you do is you start to only allow yourself to worry about everything and anything at that time. And if you worry the day before, you go, no, 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 tomorrow at three o'clock. And you write the things down and you really do take the time to worry at that time so that Mm -hmm. you don't kind of convince your body to, you know, it's not working anyway, don't bother. Also doing something called seven, seven breathing so that when you have a moment, you can be driving in your car. So you inhale for seven, you hold for seven and you exhale for seven. Because Mm -hmm. the method of breathing, so many people are so anxious, they're holding their breath all the time. Right. Which also causes increased carbon dioxide, which causes all kinds of other physiological problems in the body. So those are two very simple things. Taking time to eat well. That's crucial. Preparing. Mm-hmm. I did a Facebook Live on live Monday night on how do you prepare ahead of time in the kitchen. It doesn't have to take a lot of time, but be kind enough to yourself and love yourself enough that you do that for yourself so that you don't have these times that you're starving and there's nothing to eat because you're prepared for it. So those very simple things. Also finding an exercise that you love. If you don't love what you do, you won't do it. Just exercising for the sake of exercising, it won't work. Right. But when you find, and you have to sometimes go through many things to figure out what do I like? Mm -hmm. I like active things, obviously, because I'm a dancer, but other people like yoga or more mellow things. So finding that out and then doing it and making it, putting it on your calendar, having an alarm go off to remind you it's time to do it. But sometimes if you're so tired, you don't have the energy for it. So we have to work with the adrenals first to get you that energy back. But isn't it true that even just asking yourself the question, what do I like? What do I want? Is already just a whole new concept for so many especially women that are so much more focused on supporting others than really looking at themselves. So what you said about food, that is certainly something I've seen many times where people literally forget to eat. And that certainly gets the body into a stress response because the cells don't know (laughs) why there is no food and why they don't get any nutrition. And so they are freaking out. Yeah, so these are really nice and helpful Ways and uh, I, I wanted to just mention to the listeners, your website is uh, full of information, has wonderful blogs. You have also a, a radio show that's ongoing on Hay House. And how can people find out more about you? Sure, um, the website is the best way because I'm going to start doing many more Facebook lives. I do them every week, and I'm going to start doing them twice a week. So it's mm. MarcelPick.com. That's the best way to do that. And then they can get involved in the Facebook as well if they want to, a little bit more involved with that too. But I try to publish one to three articles a week. Well, I can tell you are definitely prolific in your writing and they are very interesting, these articles. So a lot of resources there to find. Marcel is spelled M-A-R-C-E-L-L-E and then pick P-I-C-K all in one word, dot com, right? Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. Yes. Okay, we will be right back with Marcel talking actually about something that I also know a lot of your listeners have been wondering about, which is food, weight gain, and how can you find a healthy balance with all of that? We will be right back with that. 
Are you looking for the perfect setting for your next workshop or retreat? At Spirit Fire Meditative Retreat Center, cultivating consciousness is what we do best. Our guests count on us to create an atmosphere that supports serenity and well-being. We lead from the heart and create space for the mind. Freshly prepared meals designed with local and organic ingredients, 95 acres of beautiful woods and pastures, and a facility built with green in mind. This is what you'll find at Spirit Fire. For more information, visit spiritfireretreatcenter.com. On the cutting edge of the new mainstream, Christine Upchurch is passionate about bringing together science, psychology, and spirituality in a way that can be applied to our everyday lives for true transformation. The Christine Upchurch Show, stellar conversations to illuminate your journey, engages some of the most outstanding visionaries on the planet in lively dialogue to inspire you to become that bright light you're meant to be. Join Christine every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time on KKNW, AM 1150, and Transformation Talk Radio. Tune in to Lucid Planet Radio with Dr. Kelly Neff. This hit show will illuminate your senses and empower you beyond your daily stressors and hardships. Renowned psychologist and author Dr. Kelly will captivate you with far-reaching topics and amazing guests as you wake to the greatest version of yourself. Learn to tap into your intuitions, think critically about our world, heal emotional and psychological wounds, and follow your passions to live your dreams. The Lucid Planet. Welcome home. Visit lucidplanetradio.com for more information. Tune in to The Jen Royster Show, intuitive guidance to inspire your life, each Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific and 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This amazing show is an inspirational hour that will take you on an epic metaphysical journey to discover the spiritual approach to life's greatest challenges. Dr. Jen is an internationally known intuitive counselor, spiritual teacher, and energy healer. Call in for intuitive readings and visit JenRoyster.com for more information. Interested in deepening your spiritual practice? The School for Esoteric Studies offers online training to spiritual seekers from all paths of life and individual coaching. Our courses synthesize Eastern and Western spiritual traditions based on meditation, study, and service applied to everyday life. To learn more about our courses and services, please visit www.esotericstudies.net. Winning at the game of money. Lynn Brown is now offering Full Spectrum Finance, a progressive 12-month program that will help you to navigate through the mechanics of financial expansion. Finally, a financial planner who looks at the full spectrum of money and abundance, engage you in the mental, physical, and energetic aspects of finance. This is Full Spectrum Finance. Are you ready to get into it? For more information, go to fullspectrumfinance.com. Welcome back to Empowerment Radio. Uh, I'm talking with Marcel Pick about all different things, body, hormones, and now we are delving into weight. Now, how many of you have been struggling with your weight and have been wondering how to get it off, but also finding themselves confused because you have tried, you forced yourself to any kind of diet, Maybe you shed some pounds and then it just came right back. And part of it is certainly also stress, as we talked about. When you have adrenal fatigue, you tend to feel low energy and naturally we're looking somehow to get this energy back. And we have these cravings and we want more sugar and stress also doesn't necessarily make us the best cooks. 
I mean, when you look in your kitchen, how many processed foods are staring at you, which makes it easy, but not necessarily healthier. How often do you find yourself in the drive-thru or at a 7-Eleven just because you don't have time to really make even your own salad or sandwich? All of those things you know are maybe culprits on why you have gained weight. But the bigger question is, what can you do to let go the excess weight without stressing yourself even more out than you already are? And that's what I want to ask Marcel. What are your suggestions? You know, the, the reality is that the old notion of calories in, calories out is incredibly outdated. We know that people have different requirements for what maintains their weight, but we also mm. know there's many, many things that cause what I call weight loss resistance. Mm. So if their hormones are imbalanced, in particular cortisol, that may stop them from losing weight. The body will hold on to every calorie waiting for the calmness to come. The other thing is if you have digestive issues, we know um, that some very interesting research is a large study going on at Harvard now looking to see people that have over 100 pounds to lose if they do fecal transplants using uh, feces um, that have been very well screened and they then substitute and use a, an enema, will that help with weight loss? And what they're finding is it does. So we change mm -hmm. the microbiome of the gut and we're seeing that people are having weight that's coming off. So we know that the digestive system plays a huge part in the microbiome. So what are they doing? Sorry, I have to ask you again. What are they doing? <laughs> so there, there are people that are in the study that have uh -huh. 100 pounds to lose. All right. They're using uh, fecal transplants. So they're actually- That's what I don't know what that means, fecal oh, 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 sorry. So it means that you're using from somebody that's very healthy and you're screening it for all kinds of abnormalities, people that have normal bacteria in their gut using some of their feces and transplanting them into that person. And what, what they're finding, we use that a lot for kids that have ADD, ADHD. I know, yes, but adults have never heard that. I know. Well, what happened is that we found that people with Crohn's and oftentimes mm -hmm. with C. diff, that when we did the fecal transplant to treat that, they lost weight if they were overweight. Hmm. And they didn't change their diet. So we see again that the microbiome of the gut is extremely important with regards to weight gain or weight loss. We also know more than ever that the adrenals are a part of it. And we know that hormones are a part of weight gain. So until we understand all that for that particular person, it's not a matter of saying, well, just go and just exercise nine hours a day. It doesn't work for some people or change your diet. The other thing that we see is that many people have food sensitivities mm. and that food sensitivity, just by stopping, I had a patient a few weeks ago, I stopped eggs and dairy and she lost 15 pounds in that month. A lot of it was fluid, of course, mm. but she was you know, ecstatic that she felt so much better. So getting to the root cause of what the problem is can be very, very important as well. And mm. then if that's not working, sometimes what I will do is I have a homeopathic that I used, as I mentioned to you in my office, to reset uh, the metabolic function, and it really works very effectively. And then I do genetic testing to find out for that person, what is your food plan that works for you? Because it is not true that keto works for everyone. It works for a lot of people, or lower carbs, or paleo. But for mm -hmm. some people, they need more the Mediterranean diet. And for other people, I see this seldom, but it is true, I see it, is the lower, lower fat. 
So I get much more clear for that individual about what's the problem. Why are you not losing weight? And what do we need to change? And I always have people get away from processed foods, that they don't use any artificial colors, sweeteners, dyes, which means you make your food yourself, that you prepare it, or you go to a restaurant that is very good about using a lot of vegetables and some green Mm -hmm. spices, but it's really healthy food. And do you feel like that people then, after they went uh, through your weight loss program, for example, that you mentioned in the break, uh, that people keep then the discipline to continue to nourish themselves in the way their body wants to be nourished? Or is that one of the hardest things to follow through with? Well, the question that I ask for many people, though, is and I do, when I do the genetic testing, I can see on that genetic test if they're more prone to something called disinhibition, which means that if you tell them not to do something, they don't really care. They're going to do it anyway. So mm-hmm. if they know that about themselves, then they can start planning ahead saying, it is harder for me to stick with things. So I'm going to make sure that I plan ahead because they're so happy with the weight loss. If it's somebody that's never full, I can see that from the genetics. And then I'll say, okay, you really need portion control because you don't have that turnoff valve. Mm. And as they start to see that they feel so much better, I don't have anyone that's gained the weight back. I have 100% success and I'm careful about who I screen. So understand that. But I am also very careful about working on the other end of it. And if there's somebody that's a compulsive eater, I might not take them into the program because they're not ready to change. So I might work with them in a different way to look at, okay, how do we change this dynamic for you so that you learn other ways to deal with your stress instead of using food? Right, right. And I'll use neurotransmitters so that I can really correct that first because there's mm -hmm. many food cravings people have because they have nutrient deficiencies and then I can work with them in other ways. Mm-hmm. Now, do you believe if someone actually listens to their body, they know what their body wants? For example, you mentioned the genetic testing for what is your food type, what is really, you yeah. know, your, you know, your your body's way of nourishing itself, or do you feel like it's the genetic testing that will tell us all of those things? So, I think that sometimes the body gets a little confusing for us because people that crave gluten. Mm-hmm or crave a particular food, oftentimes, and I'm talking about like, I can't wait to go have it. Hmm. They oftentimes have a sensitivity to it. Dairy Hmm. is a big example of that. When I say to some of my patients, they can't have dairy, I've had people cry in my office. Like, I can't Hmm. do this, it's too hard, or gluten. And Hmm. when they get off it, and then they have it back, they realize it was a trigger for them. So there is a yes part to that and a no part to that. You have to be pretty tuned in and take the time to listen, then you can get a clear sense about, nope, I don't like that, I don't want that. But the genetic testing is a little bit faster way for me to be able to identify, oh, you really don't have a stop valve, or Mm. you really have a a sweet tooth. And then we can work around that so that I can empower them that much more. Right. Now, I mean, listening also plays a role, of course, with after you had the food. So if you have a lactose intolerance, you probably, no matter how much you were craving the milk, noticed it's not totally sitting well with you. So the listening goes probably longer than that. But that's uh, that's a very interesting approach. Now, what about people that feel like they're never hungry? They just don't really know what their body wants because they feel 
I don't really feel drawn to anything. So they are forcing themselves to eat something that's supposed to be healthy, but they, they don't really feel ever that food is enjoyable. So many times there are people that have very significant food sensitivities. Mm. And as you start to correct the gut and as you start to correct the foods that they're reacting to, they start to have a much wider variety as well. And sometimes mm. they are, um, when you do, here we are, the genetic testing again, you can see that they're extreme tasters so that you need to really make sure that they have foods like broccoli wouldn't work for them or foods that have very poignant taste. So you're mm. going to kind of really be careful about what foods you'd even introduce for them. Kale would not be so great for them and, um, you know, cabbage or any of those things, but you do much more mild things and they might be able to tolerate that a little bit better. And then as you correct the gut, they start to have much more of an interest in having other things as well. That's interesting. Now, I'm wondering, uh, by the way, Carter, we're just going to skip the break. There is so much to talk about. Uh, I'm wondering about hormones in general, because you also are working with people on their entire hormonal system. And uh, what do you notice in regards to hormones being out of balance, the lack of joy in life, the lack of appetite, the, you know, maybe weight issues. How, I mean, that is a very complex uh, journey that people often go under, especially maybe when they are reaching menopause and everything is topsy-turvy. And what, what is your approach there? And, and again, you know, of course, your work is very specialized and you have the genetic testing and you have everything that is needed to pinpoint it down. But for listeners that, again, just want to get a feel of what can I do to figure things out? Where do I turn to? Do I go to my OBGYN? Do I go to an acupuncturist? Do I go to a nutritionist? What do I do when I feel my hormones are just completely out of control? So the genetic testing I only do for the weight loss program. I don't do it other times. I just want to help people know how to keep the weight off. But in regards to hormones, the, the place that I really want to encourage people to understand is hormones do go up and down. And it isn't normal to feel out of sorts. It isn't normal to have PMS. It isn't normal to feel many of the things that women feel. It's normal in that we see it all the time but we can get that back into balance. And the first place to start is with your diet. Believe it or not, food gives the messages so importantly. And our body produces picograms of hormones. We don't need lots of hormones every day, no. but they become very imbalanced very quickly with that adrenal dysfunction. And one of the things that we know is that cholesterol normally contributes to the manufacturing of estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, and DHEA. If we have too much of a need for cortisol, it bypasses those. Mm -hmm. We see oftentimes progesterone that goes really low, and then people have symptoms of irregular periods or more moodiness or anger, irritability prior to their periods. And it makes perimenopause that much worse as well. So the first place I say to people is change your diet. Find out what food you're reacting to. Get on a probiotic. Heal the gut. But also it's time. Time for oneself is crucial also because you're go, go, going all the time. You don't have the ability to sit back and say, what is going on for me? Mm -hmm. And stress plays a huge part in that dysregulation of performance too. So it's a catch-22. 
but it doesn't have to be very complicated. Oftentimes I'll look at adrenals or I'll put them on adaptogenic herbs and then I'll have them change their diet. And they're way, 85% of the time, they're way better than they were before. Mm. So there are great things that people can do on a daily basis. And if it's more complicated than that, then they may need to see somebody that's going to be listening to them. Because in the world here, we oftentimes will have people say, I went to my OBGYN and they just said, oh, for God's sake, you know, you perimenopausal is what happens. And right. in perimenopause, that's not acceptable. They feel horrible and they really need some guidance and help. I mean, it's pretty obviously that something in, in medicine is not quite going the right direction when a visit at your doctor cannot last longer than six minutes. And uh, I mean, that is certainly... A problem, especially when we are understanding more how stress and how our emotions are creating also health or illness. But you have this book, Core Balanced Diet. Is that including then also the diet that helps you to be balanced hormonally, balanced in a way that you don't even have to deal with the imbalance, but stay balanced? And, and what is a part of that core balanced diet that you're describing there? The Core Balance Diet is really a book for those people that have tried everything and can get the weight off. So it's, uh, okay. is it my adrenals? Is it my digestion? Is it my hormones? Is it, are my issues in my tissues emotionally? I mean, mm -hmm. where are we with all those things? And the book, Is It Me or My Hormones, is really more about, let's get you clear about what you can do dietarily. And it's got a four week food plan in there to really keep the, the hormones a little bit more stable. And, you know, what I see so often in my practice is people don't know. They didn't know that what they eat affects their hormones. Mm -hmm. They didn't know that, you know, having more joy in one's life and having less stress response can actually impact their hormones. So it's really teaching people. And there's, I would be committing malpractice every day if I saw people every six minutes. I can't anymore figure it out in that short period of time. There's too many things to be thinking about to really help my patients understand what's really behind this. So what do we need to do to treat you to get you feeling fabulous as you get older? And our culture here is going to be saying over and over again, you're getting older. I hear that all the time. Or you, one of the things I hear all the time is you just have a menopausal vagina. Like, well, what does that even mean? I have pain. Well, it's, it, and it doesn't have to be that way. So it's asking the questions and knowing we can age incredibly well and feel amazing as we get older, if we figure out what the problem is. Well, and I also believe that it takes time to figure oneself out. And oh, unfortunately, yeah. we don't necessarily take that time because we are too busy with more external distractions. Now, I guess also your personal story on how you found passion and how passion healed you is something that uh, you just mentioned is uh, maybe like one of those uh, youth fountains to really get passionate about something. And you got passionate about dancing. And uh, as you said in one of your blogs, it saved your life. So how did it save your life? Well, I was in the process of getting a divorce and I went into dancing actually so that I could be touched with no strings because I was newly single. Mm. And what I found is that it was my form of meditation because when I'm dancing and I take a lot of dance, I mean, I dance five nights a week 
when I'm dancing, I have to be completely present. I can't think of anything else. I will trip or I will cause my partner to trip. So I am constantly connecting with the person that I'm with and fully present. And it was what helped me with exercise, helped my enormous stress that I had at the time, helped me feel connection with other people. And it was my new language. And I think everybody needs something like that in life. I mean, I have a purpose in my work. I'm passionate about what I do for work as well, because I think I can make a difference. But on the other side of it, I don't want to work all the time. So I found something for myself that really speaks very deeply to me. And I compete now and I'm doing all kinds of things that you don't normally have to do, but it's my fun way to be able to up my ante. Mm. So for all of my patients and for those listening, I urge you to take the time to look at what makes me happy, what really brings joy to me every single day, or the thought of it, if I can't do it every day, so the, we, we all need that. You know, is it music? Is it playing the guitar? Is it singing? Is it being, you know, working as a volunteer? Is it, you know, what is it for you? Because we all need it. And for me, it really did save my life because I had so much stress at the time, enormous stress, that I don't know that I could have made it without dance. Mm. What a beautiful story. And also it highlights the importance of knowing that you deserve to have joy and happiness and uh, often with my clients that is already a very hard uh, concept to consider do i really deserve to have you know five nights a week like you do just a pure bliss with your dance and uh, and i think that's something to just also explore it doesn't have to be dancing it doesn't have to be meditation or yoga it may be just getting an animal that you can love unconditional it can be Something that uh, may connect you to nature. It can be very simple. Some people it's love. These are quilters. They just can't yes. wait to the sewing machine and just do with their hands and quilt and just kind of be in their place with their music. So everybody has their thing. It just just yes. for yourself. Now I don't know about you and your patients, but I certainly find that we all have something inside that wants to actually come out in this way. Yeah just like you with your dancing. And so the answer is already there. It doesn't even have to be a lot of trials and errors. It can be just a, a moment of listening and paying attention to what you're naturally drawn to and then going for it. Right. Now, how can people, again, find out more about you? Just mention yeah. your website again. Sure. It's uh, the website marcelpick.com is the easiest way to get there. And there's tons of information there as well as Facebook. They can watch Facebook Lives because I do them every week as well. And your next Facebook Live is when? On Mondays at 7 o'clock in America at Eastern Standard Time. Excellent. And it will always be another topic? or Always how another topic. It goes, oftentimes it'll go with my uh, newsletter, but I'm going to be doing more about the kitchen. What, how do you prepare foods for yourself and how do you do things when you're very busy? Fabulous. All right. If uh, you're interested in that, which I know many of you are, check out marcelpick.com. Well, thank you so much for being uh, such a wonderful resource and also a voice of balance. And uh, I think it, for many people, hope because uh, stress and fatigue and also weight gain are all issues that uh, so many people feel just overwhelmed by. And your information certainly gave a lot of input and also hope to be able to make those changes. 
and do them naturally. And it sounds like also fairly easily. It doesn't yeah. have to be hard. Well, thank you very much again. And uh, until next time on Empowerment Radio, thank you for listening. I'm your host, Dr. Friedman. Stay balanced, stay healthy, stay well. Goodbye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Empowerment Radio with Dr. Friedman Schaub. Join Dr. Friedman the first and third Wednesday each month at 11 a.m. Pacific as he addresses some of the most prevailing challenges of our daily lives. Discover how you can use the power of your mind to overcome stress, anxiety, and overwhelm and create a solid foundation of confidence and self-esteem. Learn cutting-edge tools so that you can approach every day with great ease, joy, and purpose. To learn more about what Dr. Schaub can do for you, visit the fearandanxietysolution.com.